0: Emotional. I get so emotional, baby. Yeah. I've
1: got a button on my playout thing that says emotional. Hit it. I don't know what it is, though. It might be football ramble related. I don't know. Hit that shit, man. Ah, uh, nice. No, a sweeper or something. Ah, uh, why'd Never you mind. call it that? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Chris Waddle getting emotional. Oh, about, the, most, about, the most about getting through at the semi final.
0: Most of them you don't even name. You just give them a number so when I have to do the buttons when you're not around it's like trying to pick through the mind of a maniac (laughs) And, and for good reason welcome back to the Luke, uh, Luke and Pete show, to those the of locum. You, to the, locum. <laughs> the locum, the locum, The
1: Pete show. It's uh, a Pete who doesn't usually work for your district, but he's <laughs> popping in to help yeah. out the GP. <laughs>
0: he knows nothing about your medical history. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Luke and Pete show. I am the Luke, that is the Pete. Uh, last time around, we did some stuff on... Sodium. Sodium, yeah. And also, you did um, a, a record-breaking attempt at how many it spins you could do in a minute. Looking forward let's, to the listener fall-off. Yeah, let's cover that, <laughs> let's cover that next week because we've got yeah. a load of emails backed up. Um, we also talked recently about. Um, uh, by the we, way, of we course, talked about we talked about me being backed up as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. How's that going? Still the same? Probably. Uh, it's got a little bit better. Good. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, speaking of, um, of of that kind of stuff, um, we talked a bit about baby names. Now, before I get baby into this,
1: names, I just don't know. Is that baby cake? Baby Cakes. Who's that by? God knows. God knows. Oh, let me have. I'm, sorry, mate. No, I need to have a 2008, Google Two thousand and eight. I want to say. Okay. Was it two thousand eight? It was
0: by three of a kind. Three of a kind. Yeah. And what's what year did you say 2008.
1: it was? Two thousand eight. Okay, let's have a look. Actually, no, it's bullshit. No, two
0: thousand eight. Let's go to two thousand eight. I think it was way before no, that. No, way before it? that. Two thousand four, mate. Yeah. Anyway, um, welcome. Yes, yeah, still. If you, it was. <laughs> if you are new to this show, you are very, 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 very welcome. 2004 wasn't a welcome. No, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't it was a Euros. Euros. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we should know that. Um, hello at LukeandPeacher.com if you want to get in touch about anything at all. If you've got a funny story to get off your chest, or perhaps a little rant you want to have, or a bit of trivia, or something that you just thought about yesterday when you're walking home from work. Ooh la la. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com is the place for it. Again, you are very welcome. We're very pleased to have you. Um, <clears throat> baby names. Going back to baby names. Baby names! I just so, don't know! So about a week ago we talked a lot about things you wouldn't name your child in 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 2018. Things like Neil, things like uh what's the other one? <laughs> and um or Warren sorry. or whatever. I thought you were saying like Jeff. Uh, Remember that Jeff, uh, imagine calling your baby Jeff. Baby Jeff. Right. So, anyway, I imagine mutton
1: chops Baker Grove.
0: That spawned that yeah, same. That spawned uh, me to google it the other day mm. and look at some of the names that are being named or some of the babies that are being named uh, in 2018 right. and and maybe perhaps some, some sort of unusual ones. Now, I was very pleased. well, was I pleased? I was quite sort of surprised, pleasantly surprised to hear this. That because of do you watch Game of Thrones? Uh yes. Have you you have seen it? Yeah. So a lot of apparently a lot of daughters are being named Carlisi. <sighs> what do you think about that, Donaldson? Um No. <laughs> You're not having it. I'm not having it. Another apparently popular name this year, despite being quite odd, is Arrow. Arrow? Yeah. I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. Or the or the ankle or whatever. Seven is quite popular. Seven. I, I would have thought eleven would be popular because of Stranger Things. Um, I yeah, seven. Seven's and, um, a bit
1: friendly and it's lucky as
0: well, isn't it? So Min about in Minerva, Baron Minerva, Hillary. Wasn't that a Tahiti? Death Tones album and Ragnar.
1: Ragnar. You like that? I love Ragnar because that's a proper name, isn't it? That's a proper kind of um, like a Scandinavian, type Scandinavian name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Ragnar.
0: Yeah, you like that? Ragnarok. Anyway. That's what I just thought I'd bring to the table after the last time. What What have you got to tell me, Peter?
1: Uh, I'm I'm gay, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. It's not. Time it's not or coming break. out. It's coming out.
0: Yeah, you, you, we you made it sound
1: thing. like. What have you got to tell me? Like we were sitting down for a family meeting? Oh, well, I think you. And have, I was coming out to you. I think you have got something to tell me. Haven't You, you got something
0: to get off your chest. What
1: have I got to say? I get off
0: my chest. I don't think people want to hear an update about your uh, poopy. Uh, poopy, Um, we've already haven't we? We talked about. You, got should, sli- you said it's got slightly, slightly better. better. yeah. That's not enough information. Bit, what, what, I think that's all the information we need. Has anyone got in touch with you with some exercises that could help you? No. What exercises could there be? It's probably like sit-ups. I'm not doing
1: them. Not for love, no money. I'll do my. I'll do my. Uh, I thought you did do sit-ups.
0: Did you no. crunches? Don't you? What did you do? Russian twists. I don't know. What
1: did do you do? I, I, there's a chair thing. There's a throne thing. You put your arms in and you sort of supposed to lift up your legs. Oh yeah. Okay. I did. I like. I did a couple of months of. Sort of flirting with that. Right. I just like the shoulders and the chest. It's like it's, it's uh, pumping. do ten of them and then do ten of them a bit harder. And then do put the weight up again and do ten of them. And you're and then you go shouting, Ah, this is heavy bastard, lifted it to everybody in the and gym. Then,
0: and then people's like, well, what are you doing? What's your name? Ragnar
1: <laughs> What um when but when I finish one of the machines, I just push it over. <laughs> you're do- dominated. When's when's a uh, leg day? Never do it. Wow. I've got quite muscular legs anyway. I didn't need. I don't need Disagree. more definition on that.
0: <laughs> Disagree. Look at them. Look at them. Calves, mate. Let me feel it. Mate, it's not bad. It's decent. Feel mine. Oh, you didn't like feeling them, did you? You didn't no. like doing that. Why, why did that make you feel I'm uncomfortable? Squeezing yogurt out of an inner tube. It's disgusting. <laughs> why would you have a yogurt in an inner tube? Why would your legs do that? How did you use to fix the inner tube with your bike tire when you were a kid? In a um, washing up bowl. Yeah, always, yeah, baby. Water in the washing up bowl.
1: I miss a puncture repair kit. Nowadays, there's probably something. Futuristic, but I like the little bit of chalk you used to get. Love that. I like the little um, plaster and the, and the glue, the rubber glue I used to get.
0: Do you reckon for reckon like top of the range mountain bikes or racing bikes now? Do you reckon the tyres have moved on? And they're not. You don't have to repair them anymore. Probably they're probably all squidgy or something. It's probably some kind of uh,
1: Kevlar or something in there. Because
0: some car tyres, I don't
1: think you have to repair. I think they repair themselves. Have you ever seen videos of people um, repairing big tractor tyres or big no. monster tyres? Like. It's a whole thing. Because obviously, you know, they, they, these tyres could be thousands of pounds. Um, so these guys fixing uh, punctures or, or burstages in uh, in, in the tyres is incredible. Uh, they spend it's grinding it down with an angle grinder. Has it got and a big preparing- in the tube inside it? I don't think it has. No, I think it's just a normal, um, but if it wears down, they, they, they've got to grind it down with an angle grinder right. and then apply a particular kind of patch. It's really heavy. And the glue, and then they've got to grind that down. It just, check out tractor tyres, fixing uh, solutions. Incredible.
0: Beautiful. Um, I remember like a big bonding thing for me and my dad was fixing my bike tyre when I was a kid. Mm. You, get, you get the uh, inner tube, put it in a washing up bowl full of yeah. water and you find the, the, the hole. You mark it a bit of chalk. And you sand it down, yeah. dry it off, sand it down to get the glue to stick, yeah. uh, and you put the patch over it. Let it, let it um, let it dry. The biggest problem when you're like eight years old is like waiting for it to dry because yeah. like, everything feels like it's like three hours long when you're that. <laughs> so like, I can remember when I was a kid. Um, when, I, don't know if I told you this. My parents took us to Florida for a holiday mm. in 1992 when I was 11, and um, we, the reason we went there is because my dad had been made redundant. Yes, we spoke about this before. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah and. The flight to Florida, whatever it was, I think it was about eight hours. Now, of course, a wheel go, burst. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, I get, you, get your no, right, that, that right. happened to Concorde. It did, it, yeah. That's what caused the crash. So, well, uh, it
1: wasn't really their, their fault because somebody had left some shit on it. The, they had not clean the runway,
0: which I think is basic.
1: I mean, that is basic. If something has fallen off, just check just before Concorde, the 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 one of the more difficult um, planes to fly. Help the pilot out and the people who are on the plane by just checking the runway for any shit that's fallen off. Um, Planes, which I imagine happens
0: more often than not. Pilot Neil's mate got a free ride on Concorde, didn't he? he it did. Mean, yeah, <laughs> it was. A, um, it was a
1: really fancy child abduction, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I
0: went to um, Florida with my parents. Anyway, whatever it is, it's like an eight-hour, eight and a half-hour flight. Right, yeah, and yeah, obviously, yeah. I fly to the US quite a lot now, and it's fine. It's like oh, to Boston. It's like six and a half, seven mm. hours, and that doesn't really feel like much. You watch mm. a movie, have a bit of food, read a book, whatever. When you're a kid, going to Florida for eight and a half hours, it felt to me. Like it was like a month long ordeal. Mm. I remember getting off the plane and thinking, I don't know if I can do that again. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to fly home. I've heard the flight home's even longer. I don't know if I'm going to do it because I was so like like Exciting energetic. And and, and, yeah, 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 and there's nowhere yeah, yeah. to go. It was very very odd. Now yeah. I know that's like first world problems. I'm not complaining. It's a great opportunity. I enjoyed it, of course. But it just it's weird how perception is different as you get older. My yeah, granddad yeah. says he's 86 now and he says every year you get older the faster it goes yeah. he said you will not believe how fast the years go when you get to my age Yeah, and I guess that's because it's a lower percentage of your life Yeah, so I guess a year to a 7 year old is what whatever. How, and how,
1: also like I think it was 7 year old like, you're discovering things you're doing different stuff people are, uh, are specifically enriching your life um, I've noticed this year it's gone very very quickly and what, my, notice has be barren. more than last year uh, yeah yeah I think so yeah it's, it's, it's weird, not at all. Just have fun. Have fun, guys. One minute you're hanging around,
0: the next minute it's been five days since you've taken the shit. Is that? What Damn right. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah, my gut doesn't know what day it is, clearly. No. And you're off on holiday soon. You're going to career, and that's going to mess with your guts as well.
1: Uh, yeah, long, long, uh, long-term long flights do do, that, do, that, do mess with the gut a little bit. But yeah. I imagine my drinking schedule <laughs> would probably sort that one out.
0: How's your drinking schedule been impinged upon? That's the most important thing. Uh still sticking to that rigorously? Yeah. No. Uh,
1: I, um, I tried after a heavy night. There's no problem, but the problem is it's the opportunity to have that heavy night. I'm busy at the moment. Mm. It's just it's a busy time.
0: Speak, speaking just before we move on onto some some delicious delicious mother emails, mm. um, the passing of time. You know that they say that you've got um, sort of length, breadth, and depth of the three dimensions, mm. and the fourth dimension is time. Yeah, I think that's a misnomer. Well, I was se- ask certainly you.
1: when we were kids that was the thing, wasn't it? Four dimensions time. I was going
0: to ask you about that. Very eighties. Time can go faster or slower depending on where you are and what speed you're traveling. at, right? We need someone, a decent quality, like theoretical physicist, to email in and tell us about that and explain it in layman's terms. Because my thing is, if you know it well enough, you can explain it to like a five year old, or even
1: or even a biologist. Because uh, remember, I, um, certainly that um. Uh, tweet, it was like a, a thread of a tweet thread um which um explained quite succinctly um eyes and perception oh that's brilliant yeah blind spots and stuff like yeah. that like how your like, brain
0: yeah. adjusts for the fact that you so when your eyes move around technically there should be a blur between the two points mm. but your brain filters that out for you that's yeah, amazing just, your, your
1: eyes literally just lie to you and just sort of like move your perception back in time. It's so mad. Yeah. And, and like, that, like what we're sort of seeing isn't really what we're seeing. It says like, apparently like look through a, uh, you know, t- look at a photograph that has been taken by camera uh, to experience how it really is, so to speak. And that's why
0: camera. Uh, yeah. phot- but then how do you know your eyes aren't lying to you then? I know, right. It's like solipsism. You don't know what's, how do you know what's real outside of the fact that, you know, it could just be your own mind. Mm. But Everything could be a I, construct. I think you just
1: always got to kind of go with, um, you know what you're experiencing it through, and that's why I don't necessarily believe in uh, reincarnation. The world will die when I die, and I can't fucking wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to shit pit. Speed it up. At least Speed it's going it quicker up. than it used to. Right. Um, another thing that's also notoriously unreliable is memory. Mm. But your memories as a child, you, you can remember things that technically you can remember things that didn't happen. Yeah. Because you're just your perception of it over time is just bastardised, mm. and you can't remember things that did happen. Mm. Um, and also the the idea of free will. Studies have shown that the brain, you, you, before you make a decision to do something, there's already something that's gone on beforehand that you're not aware of, mm. which is terrifying for the concept of free will and the yeah. fact that we have our own decisions to make and stuff.
1: I mean, it didn't work when I said it to the judge, Luke, and it doesn't, no. work, it doesn't work now. Well,
0: it just makes me feel a bit better knowing that it wasn't actually technically my decision to do this for you every week. So <laughs> I was, a uh, lovely was, uh, old
1: job. I was um, a
0: passenger in that decision. Should we have some emails? I'll, uh, I'll press this
1: button. We'll be back with some bloody emails. All right.
0: The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange
1: suits. Who's that? That was a man uh, on an airport documentary, a posh man getting upset at EasyJet. And (laughs) I cannot get enough... Of posh people Bimp. getting angry at the airport. That's great. It's there's nothing better. There is nah. nothing better than seeing posh people lose their shit.
0: I agree. It's wonderful. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> I don't think the the posh demeanor really lends itself to anger. No,
1: you, it, you go straight through anger to campness almost immediately. Straight to campness.
0: It looks funny. It can, <laughs> it's hard to think of Splounce. something. You can't. You can't be posh and angry. It's, I can't think of anything less intimidating, <laughs> which is interesting because back in the day, medieval times or whatever, they'd have been the best warriors, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so it makes you think, doesn't it? No, um, <laughs> not really. Um, I will yeah, th- not be cajoled into thinking about anything, Luke. That's a good. That's a good. Another good uh, thread for people. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. What's the funniest angry person, posh angry person you've seen? Yeah, and you can include yourself in that. Yeah, because I remember when um, he's a man of, of several issues. But I've worked with uh, ex-footballer and well-known pundit Danny Murphy mm. regularly, and he can be a difficult guy sometimes. I won't go into detail on that. But to be fair to him, when he was asked um, who was the most miserable famous person he'd ever met, mm. he said in front of loads of people, "Myself." Oh, because he knows how miserable he is, and he quite likes it. I think <laughs> he's a bit like a, he's almost the Morrissey of, uh, of ex-footballers.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that,
0: about his political views. I having that
1: self-awareness. I'm that self-awareness though. I'll forgive also- just about everyone
0: anything if they've got self-awareness.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Even if they know they're being a dick and they're a dick? I mean, if they... No. If they, if, no, wa- they got, I will happily admit that I'm a dick,
0: change it though. No, because it doesn't manifest itself in that way. The way it manifests itself is acting like a dickhead mm. and Arthur's going... Sorry, I'm a bit of a dickhead there. I didn't mean to be like that. That's what I'm like sometimes. And that's self-awareness. Mm. It's not I'm about to be a complete prick mm. to deal with it. That's not the right way round anyway. That's not the right way round. I've got a fantastic email which could double up as a men carter. So I think we should, do, we should do that at the end, I think. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, so before we do it's that. About his, uh, his death. Did you, did you, um, did you um, shortlist the email about Don King? Uh, no. Do you want me to do that one? Let's do that one. Okay, so this Exciting. is from uh, uh, Mark. You know who Don King is, right? Does yeah. everyone know who Don King is? Yeah. Okay, for those who don't know who Don King is, very famous boxing promoter, still alive, still doing his thing, sort of, Um, was well known as working with the, some of the biggest fighters in the golden age of heavyweight uh, boxing. Not okay. be
1: Tyson. Did he rip him off?
0: Might, might Legally, done, yeah. cloudy, but... I mm. think everyone ripped uh, Tyson off. <laughs> um, This is from Mark, who says, Um Peter Luke, hello. Love the show. My batteries are GP. Well, we've seen those before. Classic. Yeah. Still getting over the handy heroes of last time. Handy heroes. He says, here's a story for you. I was on holiday in 2006 with my then-girlfriend in Rome. As we taught the sights, we found our way to the Colosseum. Uh, as we looked around there, this man-made spectacle and thought of the horrors and marvel that had occurred there. I noticed an instantly recognisable hairstyle. On second inspection, the gentleman in the black leather jacket, with his height and width looking very similar to a recliner chair, was none other than Don King. Wow. He had a group of large gentlemen around him and slightly starstruck, I walked over to him slowly. Seeing that I was being a bit sheepish, he waved me over, but being in Italy, he started to speak in Italian, broken Italian, prego, prego, exact that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, For some unknown reason, (laughs) I felt the urge to speak back to him in even more broken Italian. Grazie. I held my hands up and did the universal sign for photo, clicking the imaginary shutter for good measure. He nodded and I called my girlfriend over who took my picture with Don himself and we both had our fist up in the customary boxing style. He smiled and wished me on my way again in Italian. I had been stood with one of the greatest hype men in history for just under five minutes, with me, with me and him both fully knowing we spoke perfect English on the spot with the greatest gladiators of all time fought combat, and we did not utter a single word of the Queen's to each other for no reason. When my <laughs> girlfriend asked what we had spoken about, I said just stuff. I could have asked him anything um, or heard that unique voice in person, but no, my brain was being a dick. I <laughs> hope the story is as useful as I cannot mention the time I... Actually, hope this story is as useful as I cannot. Am- mention the time I accidentally killed a cousin friend rabbit by accident with centrifugal force. Ooh. All the time, I in fact broke my penis. I think Mark the donking angle there was the one to go with.
1: Yeah, I would quite like to hear the penis story though. Unless mention- it unless it's related to the rabbit.
0: I hope they're not related. <laughs> I hope donking's not involved. Repeat,
1: not involved. I imagine a rabbit clamped and spinning, and and the man is spinning around. Don- that's Ki- how the
0: rabbit meets its end. Don King's... Um... How oh, would you kill a rabbit with a penis? Let us know. Yeah. Hello at Luke and Pete Show. Hello at rabbitandpenis.com. <laughs> uh, Don King was also the inspiration for one of the most 80s of insults. When you saw someone with hairy armpits, you'd say, they looked like they had Don King in a headlock. Nice. Did you ever, not remember that one? No, I don't remember that one at all, but yeah. I'm enjoying it. Because Don King had this like sideshow bob, massive hair. Armpit hair is
1: one of those things that um, nobody talks about. You haven't got any, mate. I have got them. I came back. You had them lasered off, didn't you? No, it was my armpit um, uh, sweat glands. So what's the difference was...
0: between a sweat gland and a hair follicle, then? Literally, they've got two different terms for them, Look, Yeah, but they're not, they don't occupy the same hole. No. Hmm. Mm. interesting interesting. Tell, interesting. tell me more about your armpit hair. It's a
1: completely different skin cell. What's your armpit um,
0: hair all about? What are you going to say? I'm just saying that people
1: don't talk about um, armpit hair very much. Like, it's not seen as being shameful. Unless you're a woman, because because we treat women badly. Um, right? Um, well, he means society, not Peter. Society? And I. No. Yeah. No, I treat. No, nah, I, I mean be. you do treat them no, quite yeah, badly. Yeah. But just by being there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to Sid's friend Jack from Leafy Hither Green. On the subject oh, of where's uh, Hither Green, Pete? Hither Green is near Lee and Mottingham. No, it isn't. Uh, Hither Green is on the way to Bromley. Oh, it's in Lewisham. It's a, it's a change, yeah. Oh, so it's near I it sounds
0: like it's really um, nice. Like it'd be really beautiful. Uh, it is quite nice. It sounds yeah. like
1: we are the Hither Green Preservation Society now. Uh, now Lewisham's uh, looking pretty swish. I imagine Hither Green looks bloody lovely. We can but hope for those good people that live there. I hope it's better than Catford, Mother. Um, Watcher says uh, Jack from Leafy Hither Green uh, on the subject of father censorship. Uh, From episode 73, I was reminded of a similar incident involving my uh, friend, let's call him Sid, back in the heady days of the mid-90s, before we had regular access to the internet. Uh, Being your archetypal 16-year-old, Sid had developed an interest in the opposite sex and was always keen to carry out some further research when the opportunity presented itself. On this occasion, having been lent an uncut copy of Basic Instinct on VHS. Wonderful textbook a dream Uh, now to introduce Sid's father to the uh, tale a lovely chap who ran a corporate team building sort of company a job which required him to do various activities and seminars often including the use of video presentations oh I can see where this is going yeah as a result of this Sid had access it's like um, watching a uh, dump truck go down a motorway towards a tunnel and the dump has has gone to the um, vertical position yeah I know this ends yeah
0: Something getting broken. Something going to go one way.
1: Yeah. Uh, Somebody ringing that number that's on the side of bridges saying, if this bridge is struck, please ring this
0: number. Have you ever called a number on the side of a bridge? (laughs) Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. No one's done that. No one has ever done that. There's
1: one next to the uh, Stockport um, viaduct and uh, I sort of look at that and I sort of go, I think whatever's striking a goddamn viaduct is coming off second best to be quite frank.
0: Yeah, was, yeah, Ring 999 first yeah, Massive,
1: yeah uh, Yes, uh, so um, As a result of this uh, As a result of this uh, Sid had access to a range of video equipment uh, Leading to uh, the opportunity for some video
0: duplication Which is lovely So do you remember when people had those really 80s Double-decker VHS DCRs. Yes. Did you yeah. have one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah Did you, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: no, we just had two video recorders Because my dad loved the telly And he liked uh, recording two different channels at the same time I mean, even now he's got a DVD recorder, he's got a um, TiVo and something else as well to record. It's
0: all very extreme. I love the um, the double-deckers. I also love the TVs that had a VHS slot in them. Yeah. Because the thing about that was, if the VHS thing broke, the VCR broke, you'd have to take the whole telly to get fixed as well. Mm. So you'd lose your TV as well. I don't see the logic in that. They were only small ones, though, weren't they? they? were only little, mini, mini Can you get DVD ones as well that are built into a TV? Yeah, definitely. You? And Blu-ray now.
1: Uh, yeah, but they'd be like
0: behind the flat screen, wouldn't they? Do people still buy Blu right now? No, yeah. of, of, well, what about online video? You don't need to do. You?
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you want, yeah, but to be honest, like streaming is so. You, I, I think there's a certain um sector of people who want to own something, who want to own physically. Like the, do you the reckon? I've a that. There's before. a big trade in. Uh, yeah, well, they get, you're to take advantage of. We used to be able to own our stuff. Now you know it's it's all rentals and stuff. And like, you, if the company goes bust or for whatever reason you can't find your licensing details or whatever. People are renting stuff when, when they could be owning it and watching it whenever.
0: On Sky, they send you a hard copy as well, you know. Do they? Yeah, they send you like a DVD or a Blu-ray. Ah. When you buy something off the... Um... That's lit- that that one lasts forever, though. Guaranteed. Yeah. go to mate. Yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, the um, guy just taping stuff on VHS. Yes.
1: Um, so basically, Sid had access to Rage of Video Equipment, leading to the opportunity for some video duplication. Now, rather than d- uh, just copying the steamy thriller in its entirety, Sid decided to save time by just compiling some of his favourite scenes for future access. Uh, clever boy apart from his uh, failure in using a blank VHS to copy to now I'm pretty sure you've worked out where this is going uh, so yes this is where it went Sid's dad's uh, presentation in a packed meeting room his corporate film suddenly cutting to snatches of some saucy stone naughtiness uh, one moment in particular had apparently been duplicated by Sid to help preserve it to memory I can't remember the repercussions of this event uh, but I think it's fair to speculate that Sid's father probably limited all future access to his video machines and Scott leads uh, oh, and has, rightly so yeah Sid is uh, still a good friend and his father has now Forgiven him wonderful to, how that, do you I think I'd probably just if I was given that presentation I'd just got to go uh, did anyone like that yeah I just, <laughs> no, don't go I have a teenage son I'm so sorry is it I would say
0: is it bad is it bad that, that I when I heard that story then that is what I imagined you to be like as a kid what do you mean technology pervy uh, quite sort of audacious fair dudes yeah a combination oh, of those things can't complain about that really yeah. to be honest yeah. yeah. What would so if, if this was you and it was your son? What would you do in the uh, in the in the uh, presentation? I'd uh, go. Oh, that's a, it's a steamy scene, isn't it? <laughs> do you know what's also quite attractive?
1: Being good at your job. And there you <laughs> just link it, link it, always linking. Yeah. Roll with the punches, mate. That's you, what makes me the great presenter. How I started this show,
0: and that would be, and that would make you as well a firm entry in the guinness book of records for you seriously using the word steamy <laughs> yeah steamy outside of a tabloid newspaper <laughs> can i just say So, a B- bit basic instinct came out in 1992 right it was a paul verhoeven movie wasn't it yes and it was notorious stan como was in the sequel he was weirdly i'm not gonna talk about the sequel though. i'm just gonna briefly no. talk about this because um so it came out in 1992 i imagine the vhs would have come out probably the following year because that's how it used to work then. Right. So I and I remember vividly. I used to walk to school with two or three, sometimes Copies. four pals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, one I under I each arm. <laughs> one, open, open, the jacket. Po- jacket. Uh, no, two, two twins, Dominic and Richard Bunt, good lads. Mm. Uh, James Wern, who's a good lad as well, and date my mate David, who was probably my I best d- friend at the time. <laughs> this is important. So it's five of us used to walk to school generally. Sometimes my mate Jimmy would tag along, so it'd be a few of us, and it was about a thirty-minute walk to to, to school. Right, David, I think it was at one point, had managed to see Basic Instinct, right? um, Either on VHS because he'd nicked it from his old man, or Mm. it was left on his own or whatever, and we would have been about twelve, thirteen. It's
1: very. uh, It was a big. Oh, phenomenal. it was massive. It was, it was a it
0: massive made, situation. It, ma- it was massive. no internet, nothing. It was yeah. and, and when you're getting to that age as a boy, it's like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. He had seen it, right? Mm. And he wasn't he didn't have a reputation as being a bit of a storyteller like me. People would people would believe him, mm. right? So I, I remember us vividly spending the 25 to 30 minute walk to school on that balmy morning in May or whatever. Um, and, and a couple of the boys, <laughs> myself included, we insisted he told us. Everything about every single sex scene in it. Wow! And it was it was an incredible walk to school, and mm. I will never forget that because and that's what basic instinct means to me. What does basic instinct mean to you, Pete Dawson?
1: I think the um, pivotal, uh, iconic scene of the crossing and uncrossing of the legs, uh, obviously parodied and uh, pastiched uh, to, uh, to with wanton abandon uh, in, in the media at the time um to a child of that age was it so, 92 you'll be I, about 10 or 11 maybe yeah you? 10 or 11 um that's not the part of a lady you're that into at that point you're like oh were
0: well, you into boobies boobies
1: yeah boobies always boobies so it's it's mainly just boobies it was uh, at that time i remember thinking this is a bit much did you you didn't me, feel comfortable show me, the, show me the
0: boobies you didn't feel comfortable and we'll, i'll deal do i'll deal with the rest later <laughs> <laughs> about twenty years later. Um, all right, good. Yeah, Please we 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 um, we we wrap that up. Yeah, um, I've got a quick one here from Ellis. She Cambridge. should have wrapped it up. She should have. <laughs> She's caught her death a cold. Uh, I um I've got a quick one here from Ellis from Cambridge. Before I want to go into that that um, previously promoted Carter. Uh, mm. uh, this is from Ellis. He says um, this is a little bit of a football crossover, which we don't tend to do, but you'll see why. Mm. We talked about Pilot Neil again on the last show. We've heard from him a few times. We haven't heard from him for a while. Mm he says ellis says hi guys um, gary Lineker spotted a southgate lookalike in the crowd at the england sweden game last week or right. two weeks ago whenever it was um and he's uh, he seemingly become you know quite famous as at the time of this email mm. uh, you got you know who i mean the guy yeah. who looked like southgate dressed like him yes. robert Apparently, he was tracked down on social media, mm. and he is a guy called Neil, who is a pilot for BA. <laughs> Ellis wants to know, is this the Pilot Neil of the Luke and Pete show fame? Can we please get confirmation or denial from the man himself? Pilot Neil, if you are listening, this is an urgent, a mayday if you like. Yes. Please land beep as beep. soon as possible, and let <laughs> us know.
1: <laughs> I did a bit of sleuthing about Pilot Neil, I think he might actually have for BA, you know. He does. He told us he did. Oh, did he? Okay. I think he did. Uh, That's
0: sleuthing. sleuthing. what, it's You listen, listen to what listen he said. Oh, saying. God. You're one of the finest minds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy who uh, worked for EZJet. I think he's uh, a pilot. He's not uh, Pilot Neil uh, or who, who emailed the Football Ramble account. Uh, who, uh, I think I was Jet, And he, um, uh, when you are la- coming into land, uh, they give you a little printout, a little readout of what's going to, what's um, happening, the weather conditions, stuff like that. Uh, and yeah. as you came out of land in Gatwick, uh, Gatwick uh, sent the message, the weather's this, blah, 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 And on the readout,
0: it also said, it's coming home. Oh, did it? So I quite like. And British Airways have put it on their boarding passes, haven't they, as well?
1: Have they? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that was just a problem. No, they, they haven't actually. They actually? Done now.
0: Yeah, I think they have now. Yeah. There was a Photoshop originally, but I think they've now started. Oh, really? It, yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah. It,
1: it's just an easy PR point, I isn't just, it?
0: Do you know what? Um, for me, it's not really that enjoyable until loads of companies cynically get involved. <laughs> that's when I start to like it. Yeah. So, um, as you were talking about um, the other day about something different. But anyway, that's another story. Pride. This, yeah, this email it, it's from Tom Vandenhoek. And I admit the reason I started reading it is because his name is good. Mm. Um, you wouldn't call a baby Tim in 2018, though. No. No, Timoth, uh, baby Timothy's even a bit weird, isn't it? That's across the and Tim Timothy. What am I Timothy? Can you still find it? I don't I don't know. Anyway, listen to this email. I've titled it. No. <laughs> Man Survives Mad Thunderstorm in a Parachute. Wow. Tim says, Greetings to the Luke and salutations to the Pete while listening to episode seventy eight of your fine show, the Mencarta entry about the trailer park tornado. Remember Oh, yes so that jogged my memory to a similar tale of aerial mishap may I present the saga of Lieutenant Colonel William Rankin better known as the man who rode the thunder is this a mencarta it looks like it might be yeah well we need all the right.
1: bloody mencarta jingle mate
0: so- let there be justice for all
1: let there be peace for all and all man,
0: you don't understand Willie was a salesman say simply very simply with hope. Good morning. One not-so-fine day in 1959, Rankin was piloting an F-8 Crusader above South Carolina. If you've ever read the excellent book, The Right Stuff, by Tom Wolfe, of course, you will know that the U.S. Air Force pilots of this vintage were absolutely mad and no strangers to any kind of tomfoolery or feats of daring. do um, Rankin was, of course, no exception, and on that day was cruising at the regal altitude of 47,000 feet over a full blown thunderstorm when his mighty steed lost power. Things went from bad to predictably worse when, as he tried to activate the auxiliary power, the lever broke off in his hand. <laughs> Out of options, but not in a pressure suit, he ejected into the minus 50 degrees Celsius sky, leading to almost immediate frostbite, decompression, <laughs> abdominal swelling, and bleeding from various orifice, including his eyes, losing a glove in the process as he descended into the storm.
1: Oh no, my glove, he said. <laughs> it started (laughs)
0: bad parachutes of this era were opened automatically by an altitude gauging pressure switch Ah. but the thunderstorm now enveloping him was wreaking a a barometric havoc and his chute popped far too early leaving him at the mercy of the swirling winds trapped in this maelstrom of near zero visibility Rankin was subjected to rain hard enough to feel like he was drowning hail violent turbulence tossing him 6,000 feet up and down Thunder strong enough to feel and nausea I don't care to even imagine and at one point with lightning illuminating his parachute from above, Rankin was convinced he had died and was on his way back up through the sky to meet his maker.
1: Oh, that's nice. When the violence
0: of the storm had finally subsided, Rankin was set adrift from the storm's grasp and floated back to earth and surely must have thought his ordeal over. Fate had one final indignity to deal though as upon his landing, the wind picked up and his chute got tangled in the tree branches, sending him headfirst into the trunk of a tree. (laughs) Upon regaining his faculties and checking his timepiece, he realised he had been a full 40 minutes since he punched out of the jet. Wow. Having fought and survived World War II and the Korean War, Rankin must have been the absolute epitome of old-school toughness, and I imagine this tale was just one in his armoury. He died at the grand old age of 88.
1: Beautiful.
0: Lovely stuff, isn't That's it? That's nice.
1: What do you think about that, Donaldson? I'd like to think... Uh, I would have liked that story more if he went He, gra- he died at the grand old age of 88 as he was still dangling from the parachute <laughs> because he was really old and mad. Yeah,
0: he died at the age of 88 when he finally emerged from the storm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy in Texas, Austin, who's 111. He was a pilot in World War II. Uh, he's 111, um, still with us, I think. Um, and I think the documentary was filmed two years ago. Or so 2000, uh, he, he was um, 109. And he's uh, still driving a car. Wow. 109. He, still, he passes the test. you got to take it every year when, when you're that old. Um, yeah. And he's still passes the test every time
0: My granddad just bought Incredible. a new car And he's 86 Nice um, My wife's great Let me get this right Great grandmother My wife's great my, no, She is great My wife's great grandmother is still alive And I think she's 101
1: Jeez Yeah.
0: That's something is it My is nan it? is 96 Good
1: It's good old age that Good old age is isn't it Good yeah. stuff well, So good... why my mum is obsessed with uh, Clearing out the uh, loft uh, So that when they pop off It doesn't mi- it mean that I've got to tidy up a loft yeah. it seems a bit churl it seems a bit foolish because she's got a good 40 more years in her at
0: least and I do apologise if I mispronounced that it's either Lieutenant Colonel William Rankin because he's American or as we would say here Lieutenant Colonel I suppose mm. I don't know which one it is doesn't matter does it hello at LukeandPeter.com with your ranks <laughs> get your ranks out for get the your, lads get your rank shit alright yeah. cool I think that's about time for us isn't it Peter
1: of him, mate if you want to get just with show <laughs> <laughs> that was like you were
0: like bears then. Yeah, you wanna judge. judge. It's uh, hello at lukeandpeakshow.com. For all your emails, all your subjects, all your attempts to break beat the peak dance and it's been world record. It's been it, it's been it, I'm not doing it.